What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And uh, if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can go ahead and click subscribe on iTunes and click the five stars if you feel like the show is deserving of so. Click write a review. Say a few nice words. It doesn't take a lot. It only takes a few minutes, and uh, it's a tremendous way to help support the show. It will boost the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, making it more national nationally national nationally and internationally uh visible and uh help more strangers find the podcast so uh wherever you're listening whatever platform you're listening to just click subscribe click write a review and uh just take the next step in supporting this thing i appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already done so and uh just for all you listeners out there in general thanks for uh sticking with this thing i can't believe we are doing episode 150 this time around 150 of these episodes have been recorded and uh super stoked to share this conversation that i had with Haley lynn and we will get into that in just a few moments uh, you can also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which features a bunch of in-studio performances as well as live show performances and a short documentary on the band Tribe Mars. And uh, you can click subscribe there as well. And then you will know when uh, the fresh videos have hit the feed. We are uh, about to release some autonomics videos live from the Doug Fur. Super stoked to start rolling these things out. These are the best videos that uh, I have produced thus far, or at least in my humble opinion, they are. I'm super excited about them. So I am uh, I'm geeked to uh, to share them with everybody. What else we got? We got some calendar dates here. Um, looking forward to the library here on March 1st. We're having a dance party. It's a DJ night, and uh, it's a bunch of local bands doing DJ sets. So we have uh, Small Skies, Arlo Indigo, Mood Beach are all going to be doing DJ sets. So that's going to be um, a really cool party here at the library on March 1st. And then looking forward to March 8th, we have uh, Dusty the Gorilla, which is uh, a really dope jazz hip-hop outfit. Um, So I'm looking forward to that show as well. Had a really cool time with my buddy Andy Sado in town. He played the Owl's Den residency. That was that was pretty sweet. It was. Uh, it's always good to catch up with Andy. He's uh, a dude with a lot of drive for what he's doing. So I always enjoy any time I can uh, spend with him and, and kind of pick his brain about what he's doing. 
And uh, I finally got to see Haley Lynn perform during that residency. And that was nice to, it's always nice for me to get to see an artist perform before I sit down and have a chat with them. Just definitely informs the conversation a little bit more and gives me an opportunity to uh, understand them as a as a performer a bit more i think and and so that was great lots of killer performances down there and uh, i also just got to see alex c mills for the first time he played the library last week with brother not brother and vanny hands vanny hands also crushed it but alex c mills i am uh i'm definitely gonna have to try and get that dude on the podcast really enjoying his tunes you can check him out on all the streaming services some killer songwriting in lies and that dude so that was awesome um also march 28th at the liquor store brother not brother is playing at the liquor store on march 28th and they're playing with one of my other favorite portland bands maxwell cabana guests of episode oh we're gonna say 102 it's somewhere in those first episodes of the hundreds um, there's some video sessions available on, from, on the uh, the YouTube channel there. So uh, Maxwell Cabana and Brother Not Brother on February 28th at the Liquor Store. That's going to be a super rad show. I'm stoked that uh, those two bands are playing together. And uh, don't forget, on April 13th, another Portland music video festival being thrown by yours truly and Sam Densmore. We're having a music video festival at the Clinton Street Theater along with uh, a lineup of great music, which is going to be Camp Crush, Sam Densmore, and Skulldiver is headlining. So all past guests of the podcast are a part of the billing. You can uh, submit your videos up until March 1st. It's free to submit music videos to this music video festival going down on april 13th so if you want to be a part of that submit a video i will put the link to the uh the facebook page which has the link to where you can submit so that will be in the episode notes as well and then 420 i'm throwing the 420 fest over at uh cider riot warehouse show tribe mars high pulp weed and uh super seeker band so that's going to be killer as well. Man, I don't really know what to say about 150 episodes deep, except that uh, hopefully I am getting better as a uh, facilitator of these conversations from week to week. That's all I can hope for. And uh, I will tell you that I really enjoyed this hang with Haley. Um, aside from saying hello to her at Al's Den the other night, this was really our first interaction together and i enjoyed our conversation quite a bit um it was it was great to to get to know her and and where her tunes from come from and and kind of her background in in the arts and um her drive to to keep creating that seems to to really make her tick and and we uh we touched on a lot of different things as far as songwriting and, and emotional drive for things and and vulnerability and rawness and, and all things that kind of uh, drew me in to starting this podcast was was getting to hear people's stories and um, 
And the reason for doing this, just because I have found so much comfort and uh, so much comfort and, and strength in in expressing myself through through songwriting and it's definitely got me through some uh some times and it's it's helped me see the light in things at times and and uh it has been an unreal tool for reflection and uh as well as just the the ability to to process things relationships and and events and and this podcast is is very much uh serves a similar purpose for me so i just want to thank everybody for um for for sticking with this thing especially you folks that have maybe been around since the the early days of this podcast or you know three years deep into this thing 150 episodes and and hopefully you have uh seen some growth in me and this show throughout the uh the catalog of these episodes and and i think this is a a great episode to mark episode 150 with uh, a singer songwriter like Haley lynn because this is uh you know this is this is kind of where the idea to do this thing even came from was was uh, just being around a bunch of different singer songwriters and it's definitely evolved in into many more things as far as uh booking shows at, and and uh, being the booker at a venue and managing bands and and putting together different events and I'm I'm just super super grateful for all of that and and uh honestly it's just been about uh putting some of the ideas in my head to work and and something Haley and I get into towards the end of this conversation is just kind of just do it you know and and because if you if you don't do it then you never know if any of your ideas have any legs and so just encourage anybody out there that's uh been thinking about uh you know putting some of their ideas to paper to to just do it and and see see if it sticks and and if it doesn't then it, at least you will know if it uh if it serves any purpose to you and uh obviously this this podcast here is still serving a purpose to me 150 episodes deep so i am uh like i said just incredibly grateful for the the opportunity to keep doing this and and uh incredibly grateful for the the amount of support and love people continue to show for this podcast and uh while this thing is very much curated by by me and and i'm always seeking out different artists to come on the show it, it blows me away the amount of inquiries that i get from people wanting to do this podcast and that really means the world to me that I'm creating something that that people not only desire to listen to they they want to be a part of it in some way so much love to all you folks out there and and big hugs to everybody I appreciate you and uh I hope you're hope you're doing well out there and if you're not I hope you are uh finding comfort in in things 
like music or your friends and family and and have some people to reach out to um it is incredibly important to have folks along the ride on this this crazy crazy life journey and and all the ups and downs of it so surround yourself with uh with some people that you can call your friends and and really have honest relationships with i, I think that really enriches the experiment experiment experience i mean for all we know it is an experiment but i feel like that really enriches your your experience here and i'm and i'm lucky enough to to get to do that with a, with quite a few folks and and have them surround me and and support me in what i'm doing so uh, we're going to do this thing, man. We're going to do episode 150. Haley Lynn is on the program. And uh, like I said, all the all the links uh, will be in the episode notes so that you can keep up with Haley. I would encourage you to check out all of her music that is available on the internets. We are uh, we're going to kick it off with a tune called You Are My Love. Let's get into it. Let's do the damn thing. Episode 150. Here we go. You're my mountain, my granite rock. You are the key to my locketed heart. Blue, I'm safe with you But each day I learn something new about you Stop racing, but fate might have a say in which way we take 
Do this, Haley Lynn. <laughs> yeah, let's um, jump in. Right on. Stoked to sit down and and, and chat with you about yeah. about your music and and where you come from and whatnot. Oh, thanks, man. Thank I you. am uh, I'm relatively new to your music. I've I've heard your name around town. <laughs> like I've seen your name on bills and whatnot. And yeah. See you putting out music, but uh, I guess last week at Owl's Den was the the first time that I ever saw you play live. Live. Yeah. Which was which was cool. Yeah. And uh I've been geeking out on your on the music that you have available on the on the internets. Oh well, thanks. Yeah, getting familiar and whatnot. On the uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music and all, all that fun stuff. <laughs> all of those uh all streaming those platforms, platforms yeah. where your music is, is readily <laughs> available for people to check out. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I know like nothing. Okay. about you so um right. <laughs> let's just start with where, where are you from i'm from portland i'm not a transplant wow surprisingly. um i have no qualms with people who are i think they bring a lot of culture and a lot of really cool things to the city but yeah i was born and raised in portland um i lived in canada for a number of years i went to school up on the island of british columbia well it's a province um, <laughs> but the the isle of uh vancouver island i lived there uh for five years i studied music and theater and i got a major uh in acting um and voice um so yeah then i moved back to portland uh they didn't the, the canadians didn't want me so they <laughs> put me back <laughs> they wouldn't let you stay <laughs> they didn't want me <laughs> so i came back um <laughs> They were like, no, we don't want her. Take her. Take her. And then uh, Trump became president. And that was fun. <laughs> it was like the best years of Obama. And then uh, I come back. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, great time. <laughs> back for the um, glory years here in America. All the war years, you know. <laughs> the, the Civil War years. It was great. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I love Canada. That was like some of the best years of my life living up there and where I got a lot of my inspiration from. Um, I'm going back there beginning of March, which is, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, when I came back to Portland, I tried uh, working in the theater scene, really discovered that I liked film a lot more um, and that I liked acting and film and mostly just writing for film a lot more. But I also pursued music at the same time. Um... And I I kind of got burned a little bit by the film scene, just a smidge because of just one person that I worked with. I'm, the rest of the scene is great, but um, it kind of unfortunately jaded my experience. So I, I put all my energy towards my music, and it's it's been a long journey. Um, 
I remember talking to you actually when Hypnotized first came out. That was my first EP. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's been a, it's definitely been a long journey. Um, and now I'm where I'm at, and I still have a long way to go. But um, I'm just very happy with all the people I'm working with. Um, as I still um, I still have a. a a couple of projects I really want to finish for, um, for theater and film. Um, like I'm currently working on Raina, a zombie musical called So My Boyfriend's a Zombie. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> uh, it's a musical, it has zombies in it that sing. Uh, but yeah, uh, mostly the, the next things I want to do for music are I have two EPs I have to finish. I'm currently working on the, the second one of three. Um, and that one's called The Hurt. Uh, it's a very emo record. It's yeah. a folk emo record. Because The Heart is part of a trilogy, yeah, it's right? A, it's part of a cool. trilogy. So the first part is The Heart. I really said in October uh, 2018. And then this next one is called The Hurt. And then the third one is called The Healing. So it's a, a trilogy of EPs. Um, I was inspired by Maria Massa. Uh, and also, you know, uh, John Mayer uh, <laughs> with yeah. the whole trilogy of EPs. Yeah. Um, but I also think that coincidentally, um, when I was working on the first one and now on the second one, I have a lot of events in my life that are actually really affecting my writing, not in a, in a bad way, in a good way, uh, where I, it's it's very honest writing, um, which I've, I've never fully... I, I've, I've always written music and I, I love writing music, but it, it's it's never come from such a raw place as it has now, which is a little scary, a little vulnerable. Uh, I'm not really quite used to it yet, but uh, it's, I think, I, th- I hope it, the listener, who whoever wants to listen to it, um, I hope it heals them. Uh, that's kind of the idea behind the whole trilogy is, you know, the people that you care about in your life, who do you love? Um, and how they can hurt you or how you can hurt others. And then how do you heal from all that? Uh, so that's kind of, that's the basis. That's the concept of it. I haven't healed yet. So <laughs> still working on that third one uh, writing wise, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the idea of all the things I'm doing right now. kind of, are you surprised by what's coming out of you while you're writing like this healing uh, record? I, I mean, I think that it's some of the best work that I've done um, personally. Uh, I've written many a breakup song, um, but I think I've never really seen it in such a healthy way than I do now. Um, That being said, everybody makes mistakes. Um, And that being said, uh, there's still a lot of things I need to learn. And obviously the, the process of healing or being hurt, you know, it's, it's not just a, instantaneous results um it takes time yeah (laughs) it's definitely a process yeah it's a process (laughs) as most most things seem to be yeah um what drew you up to uh to canada to go to school up there i wanted to be far away from home but close enough to like say hi um and i also i wanted to try something new i've never been to canada before when i was younger um and when i visited it it just felt really great um the healthcare is great (laughs) Um, uh one thing that me and my friends used to do was just like jaywalk all the time and just yell free healthcare (laughs) so (laughs) i mean it's it's not free but it's universal but um yeah it it, it's kind of like 
well, the city that I was studying in was Victoria, Victoria, British Columbia, which is like the Queen's capital of Canada. Uh, <laughs> so there is the there is the Empress and there is the NBC Suite. So you got the specific places for the the Queen to reside and have tea. Um, but there's also a really vibrant music scene there and theater scene, which I didn't come back to America for. I just uh, even during the breaks with school, I, I just stayed up there and I did the fringe festivals up there every summer. And uh, I had all these really odd jobs like I was a pirate uh, in the inner harbor of Victoria named Pinky Patty. And I, uh, I lost my pinky to a shark, but it grew back because I'm part lizard, apparently. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then I also worked at a yogurt shop. Uh, that was fun. Ate many a yogurt. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really just loved, I loved the, the art scene up there so much that I just didn't come back during the summer. So I, I lived up there basically <laughs> the entire time I was there, um, which was amazing. And I made many friends that I really miss, uh, a lot of the time. So, yeah. And it was, a uh, it was a school of of the arts specifically well it actually has a, a very great science program too like okay. it has an engineering program it's not a school specifically for arts but it's 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 one of the best art schools in canada um it's theater program is pre prestigiously known throughout canada um and uh, a lot of America doesn't really know about it. I mean, they kind of know about it, but when I came back, it, it kind of was like a shocker to me when I came back to America from Canada because there was just so many, so many projects I was really excited about. And then when I, when I, and there were a lot of people I knew in Canada. And then when I came back to America, none of that resonated with anybody. So I had to kind of restart everything and I had to, um, I had to start from scratch all over again, um, basically. Um, like, the accents were different. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, um, I think the one thing I really noticed when I auditioned for a play, like, I was taught in my voice class uh, to, to say, like, in Shakespearean, to, as opposed to ta, because that's not proper. Um, but then when I did that in an audition, they was like, stop the British accent. And I'm like, what? The, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just doing what I trained to do. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was just kind of like every, I, I had to remake new connections. I really had to start all over from scratch with everything. And um, which in a way helped me grow, grow, <laughs> grow. Um, but yeah, it, it was just kind of like, all right, I guess I'm a new person now. Um, that I have to make whole new friendships and everything all over again. So it was kind of an isolating experience coming back to America. Um, but yeah, now, now things are a little different and I'm kind of ha happy with the person that I turned into. Um, not to go on this tangent, but no, please do. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what we're here for. Haley. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> so go on these, these life tangents. Okay, cool. Um, did you find maybe that, that people in in Canada just like seem to value art more. They do. Um, I think they do it on a level. I mean, whatever everywhere you go, people are going to value art. I'm like, I'm not going to discredit the people that value art here in Portland because I think Portland's a very big capita capital capita capital of of art on the West Coast. Like it's turning into this. It's turned into a new Nashville. 
um, on the West Coast, which I think is really cool because yeah. you, you see all these amazing artists every single day of the week. There's always a show going on. And it kind of is overwhelming with how many shows there are happening at the same time, which I think is in a way really great. But in a way, it's kind of what do you do when you have like, OK, um, what's a good metaphor? Uh, you know, when you have a great car um, and then there's this, this one shop that has all these great cars and then there's another shop that's right next door that has all these amazing cars as well and like every place has a great car i don't know if <laughs> yeah. we were no, talking I f- I car feel terms you. but it's hard to make uh decisions sometimes about yeah. what what show to go to yeah which is great exactly. um not a bad problem to have no it's it is a interesting thing though because um there's someone booking shows um both for myself or for bands, um, it seems, you know, you always want that Friday or Saturday night at the the yeah. prime spot, right? But yeah. but now it seems like maybe Fridays and Saturdays are maybe not always the best night to have a show because there's five other shows. amazing shows that night because yeah. they are that prime time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a mind fuck. On it that is. <laughs> it's it like, is. is. It this, really is. Like, should I be putting together these great shows for Wednesday night <laughs> instead, you know, and hope that people come out then? And like, I, I, I've met some people. Okay. One, one, one fan in particular, one, one friend in particular, his name's Dale. He's one of my favorite people ever. I see him come to my shows and he, he know, like he has mapped out the show game plan like he he f- does the research it's like oh this person's playing here this person's playing here and he hits them all up and i think it's amazing i'm like oh my gosh dale is marathoning it that's awesome love you dale shout out to you <laughs> shout um, out dale shout out dale <laughs> uh and i i think that like that is so cool um for me in particular i um i'm kind of an introvert uh, so it's 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 hard for me to hit up all the shows at the same time. So I always find one that I really want to go to and make camp there. Um, but then again, I have marathoned it before. So, But then again, it, as an artist who is putting up a show, maybe Thursday night is the best night to do it. And maybe a house show is the best place to do it because what kind of setup are you doing? What kind of music are you performing? It really, it's 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 all on the table. So... I don't know. There's just so many different options for shows. Like I played a show this past summer up on the rooftop of this place called the Society Hotel. And yeah. that was one of my favorite shows because you could see the sunset. Everybody had a, a glass of wine. Uh, and it was such an intimate space because you're it's, it's literally the roof of a building. Um, but there's just like so many options for shows now. It's like, what do you do? Um but to segue out of this, uh, <laughs> I guess it really, like, I think the one thing I'm trying to focus on right now is is having shows that I'm excited to play. Um, like, shows that I have coming up are, one, I'm doing the songwriter round on March 13th for uh, Local Roots. I've never done, like, a songwriter round in Portland. I've, I've seen many in Nashville, but I've... I, I think that's really cool. Um, that's what I'm really excited about because it, it's really about the songwriting side of things, which I, I love. Um, and then I have this show March 8th. I don't know the location yet, but it's for So Far Sounds PDX. I've never done a show with them before, and I'm so excited about that one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to So Far Sounds. Yeah. They're doing stuff all over the country. Yeah. 
maybe even up there in Canada. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be ideal. I'm trying to book more shows up in um, up in Canada for this upcoming year because um, I got the whole tour coming up in March. But yeah, I want to play there more because I, I, I miss I miss my Canuck friends. Yeah, I I only asked about the, you know, if you think maybe Canadians seem to really value art just yeah. because I know, um, or at least from what I've been told, is that Canada is really great about giving like art grants oh. to musicians and and I'm assuming other folks in the art mm. world. But I just remember being in a studio in LA and and making a record with uh, a band that I used to play in and our engineer was just like, yeah, we get, there's this, this group that comes down from Canada and it's, it's pretty much like government funded yeah. of making records. It, it, it is like that. Like it's the way the government actually values art up there is astounding. It's, it's one of the most amazing things. And it's really unfortunate that America doesn't have that same perception perception because when, when you fund artists, not only are you giving your your country culture, um, but you're you're giving it life. I I, I see art as life, um, and I actually had a conversation with uh, w- with uh, one of my friends last time I was up in Vancouver. I think it was like 2017. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they their band their band's called the Ponytails ponytails my, my canadians coming through ponytails um and yeah they they were applying for a grant i i'm not sure if they got it yet or not but it's it's just astounding just how how much the government really supports the arts up there it's really beautiful and that's kind of one of the reasons why i miss it so much yeah um i know they have like policies on like some of their radio too where they have to mm-hmm. play a certain amount of Canadian artists yeah. And, and yeah, they do such. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, and they have some of the best music programs up there too. Um, I was thinking about going to school for engineering, like mu- music engineering, but then I decided to do like the performance side of things. Um, but no, yeah, it's 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 really wonderful. Um, and I just miss it. I miss it so much. Might just marry a Canadian and then <laughs> stay up there forever. So yeah, we'll <laughs> get that dual citizenship. Yeah, get that dual. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's bounce it even further back. When what is your early exposure to art? Like, is it is it music before theater, or what what comes first uh, there? For me, it was a combination of both because I was really lucky growing up. Um, my family. Um, well, I, me and my sister we were both kind of artists growing up. My sister was on the dancing side of things, and I, I was like music, theater. Um, I went to an arts camp when I was younger called Willowbrook, and um, we would do productions like every week there. We'd always like learn a new play, put up the play, and do it. And then there was like there's like all sorts of arts tents. Like there's a pottery tent, there's a music tent, there's a Native American crafts tent. There's a nature tent. Like literally any kind of art form, they got it. So I I was really lucky, and I made a lot of friends through that. That just inspired me to continue to do art ever, ever since I was a kid. But I think one of my favorite memories um, growing up was being in my uh, my f- best friend's father's home studio, and it was above the garage. It was this little little studio. It was really great. Um, but we recorded this song called I was 
seven or eight years old. We recorded the song called Pink Bunnies. And this was a song that I, I was reprising um, from a camp counselor from Willowbrook. Um, and it listening back to it, I, it I, I recorded it with my friend Allie and myself and her little brother had little interludes of just yelling at us to be quiet. Um, <laughs> but we took it so seriously <laughs> that it was just one of my favorite <laughs> memories. Um but yeah, I so I, I can't really say what was first. I can just say that it kind of all happened at the same time. And then did you have parents or family that were just also into the arts and that's Actually no. Um my my dad was a construction work. Well, he was a he he built houses and remodeled and my mom was a secretary for his business. Um and my grandfather was a lawyer. Um I didn't really see too much of my dad's side of the family because they live on the East Coast. Um, so it was mostly just my, mom, my mom's side of the family and, and my cousins on my dad's side. Um, but no, yeah, we were kind of the only artists of our family. Mom was just super supportive, though, of like yeah. throwing you in these art camps and, and yeah. kind of letting you explore all that. Yeah, they they both were. They were like, oh, hell yeah, just do this. You got this. I mean, in a better, <laughs> not like that, but like, um, yeah, they were very supportive growing up. Um I I am just entirely grateful that they they saw the creativity in me at such a young age and saw like hey you know she might actually like this let's let's fuel this fire yeah. and so now I'm like a raging forest fire you know <laughs> hopefully making we'll just try to keep it from being a dumpster fire yeah not a dumpster fire <laughs> and, and you'll be alright <laughs> like a healthy fire um is there a healthy fire? I don't know. I think so. I think yeah, I think uh fire is necessary. Yeah. So, um when uh when do you pick up like a first instrument? Um I think the first instrument, well, in first grade it was the recorder, obviously. <laughs> um but I think the first instrument I I picked up was saxophone and then cello, both of which I don't play <laughs> today, but um those were the first ones I studied. Um and then I got my first guitar when I was 16. Um, I named it Siddhartha because I was really into Buddhism at the time. And uh, at 16? <laughs> at 16. Early in. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, but I, I took some piano, but I mostly self-taught myself um, that. And I took a couple of guitar lessons in Canada, but... Yeah, it really is just all self-taught YouTube videos and everything. And, and now I teach guitar at a studio, too. So <laughs> yeah. worked out great. <laughs> um, yeah, I know when I saw you play at Alzan, you played some keys, too. I did. So did, the, did that come after the guitar? Uh, I'm definitely more rusty on keys than guitar. Um, but that actually came before guitar. Um, okay. So... Yes, I'm just I'm a little rusty at keys. It's not my my best instrument of choice. But do you use both for for tools for writing? Yeah, I do. Songs? I do. Um, like, I definitely when I'm trying to write on the theory side of things, like if I want to write a melody or or just just the instrumental of a song, I go to the piano. And if I I oh and either or, like I could have like a cool riff on a guitar and then write lyrics based off of that. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say both for writing. Um, I kind of just use any kind of tool I can. I, the one tool I wish I could learn how to use is Ableton. Um, <laughs> cause I, I think that's really cool. Um, I had a, 
I had a partner in the past try to teach me, and I regret not learning anything about it. Yeah, production is yeah. Uh, that's it's quite a quite a talent to yeah, have, you know. It and definitely is great tool to have. In, yeah, in writing and everything, and the people that seem to be able to master that stuff just always blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely like this whole other world you can get lost in. Yeah, which is rad. Yeah, the whole you, days in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, when you got that guitar, did you start writing your own songs pretty quickly? I did. Well, I've been, I've been writing songs ever since I was like in middle school, like, well, actually kind of decent ones. I don't count the bunny one as a song. And plus that wasn't my song as a reprise of a song. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I'd say like I've been writing songs since middle school. Um, were you just kind of writing lyrics early on? Yeah. Lyrics, melodies, um, pieces, um, I think I I started feeling good about writing music um, when I was probably 18. I wouldn't say that was like my best work, but like I started feeling pretty good about it. Um, but I'd I'd say like the the stuff I started feeling proud about was when I was in Canada and um, I started playing gigs out with uh, a duo project, just me, and my friend Brett Reed. Um, he he. Um, showed me a lot of really cool music like he was the one that showed me the weepies he was the one that showed me paper kites and just all these different um artists from all around the world um and also like my my friends chris ho and kale penny um who were really good songwriters in 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 vancouver or well in canada i think they moved around a bit but um they were the ones that like i was really inspired by um oh oh aiden knight Aiden Knight. Do you know who Aiden Knight Aiden is? Aiden Knight. Of course. No, I don't. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I want to. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I wanted to have that <laughs> with you, but It's okay. Um I I he I I listened to his music a ton when I was like a first year in school. Uh, the Harry Potter first year. Um Yeah, I I just kind of was inspired by all these just amazing I didn't realize how amazing all these local artists were in in Canada and I think it's just the reason why there were so many is because they 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 fuel them, they fuel the artists, right. and they they actually take good care of them, which is really nice. Again, going back to government funding, yeah, <laughs> fund your art. <laughs> um, were you always very comfort like comfortable performing and being on a stage? Because then obviously the theater thing is yeah also a big I'd, part of everything. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I've I've always really felt comfortable on a stage. It, it definitely took a little bit. I sometimes I get a little nervous, um, but I think the the years I had studying theater and improv really assisted me on stage. Like if something goes wrong on stage, you kind of just go with the flow. Like you just have to say yes to everything. Um, one day in particular was, uh, and I think December or. December 2017 or um, January of 2018, I was part of the Acoustic Guitar Project. And uh, when we did the performance of that show, um, my loop pedal cut out on me and uh, my guitar was connected to it. Uh, Well, actually, my vocal mic was connected to it. So I had to use my guitar mic and my guitar. So I had to bend down and play the guitar at the same time. Uh, but you just got to go with it. I mean, nothing's going to probably go perfect all the time. So I think having that history made me feel comfortable even when things do go wrong. I think people have 
lots of respect when when they see someone dealing with adversity, you know, during a show and they're able mm-hmm. to maintain their composure through that. But seeing you play that Al's Den show when, when my buddy Andy was in town, um, you ended you ended the set with this. Uh, with this tune and it, it's got the line of, but you didn't mind the broken heart you left. And, oh yeah. And that, that was, <laughs> that was one that just like struck me right away. And you say it a few <laughs> times, like yeah. throughout the, the end of that song. And I was just like, that's, that's that rawness and like vulnerability <laughs> that I'm seeking out when I Thanks. see a singer songwriter, because that's definitely a jam for me. Like mm-hmm. the, the sad singer songwriter <laughs> thing is is those those are important per, like super important voices yeah. for me to to have for for that song in particular that one was really hard to sing um, at the time that I that I wrote that song uh, I had not to get too much into detail because I, I again I like a little bit of privacy in my own life but um, I had a lot of family family kerfuffles going on um, and as well as um, things going on within my own relationship at the time um that I for the well the song that you're talking about is called if you show and for those of you who want to listen to that one I I think it's going to be the single that I release either that or another song but uh that's going to be on my next record regardless uh and that song it's it's the conversation that you have with with a person and for this one because I, I i kind of wrote it from multiple i wrote it talking to multiple people at the same time it's more of the idea of a person that i'm talking to um and like i think one of the, the well the first line of it goes i don't mind getting mad at you because getting mad is what we like to do we could start another fight another night till black and blue no i don't mind getting mad at you and uh, it continues with like all these dif- different examples. Like I don't mind the mean things that you say. I don't mind uh, the times you tell me lies. Um, and the chorus goes, "If you go, I will stay, even if your silence pushes me away." And uh, <laughs> I've got to remember all my lyrics. Um, but my feet are set in stone, and even when you don't come home, I'll keep the door unlocked if you show. Um, so it's it's about things go wrong people make mistakes people say the wrong thing but it's about being there at the end of the day um and welcoming back them into your life uh whether they want to or not um and being there um because of love you know um so yeah uh singing to the idea of that kind of person welcoming them back into your life and being there always for them um, because you have that unconditional love for them um (laughs) which can be freaking painful (laughs) yeah super hard to learn that (laughs) unconditional love thing yeah uh that's why it's on the hurt record (laughs) (laughs) i have a feeling i'm really gonna like the hurt record Haley. i'm sorry that you had to deal with some shit to put this record out but (laughs) i wrote a lot of good songs so it's great (laughs) i'm not crying you're gonna dig it (laughs) (laughs) uh no i'm i'm really excited about it i have a I've I have the dream team working on this trilogy, Chance Diaz and Alex Milstead, um, who are two of my favorite people in the world. Um Alex is actually going on tour with me in March, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, they they have they totally get the ideas behind all three of these records. We haven't worked on the third one yet, but like they, they're just down for whatever. They're very good improvisers and we're just 
I have Acoustic Minds already on the record. We just tracked them on Monday, which is really exciting. Um, we have Carrie Samsel from Samsel nice. playing guitar on it. We have Dylan Sundstrom. We have uh, not only Alex and, and Chance playing on it, but there's another person. I feel like there's another person. I forgot. Well, there's another person, too. I don't know who it is. I forgot. Um, but, yeah, they, they. I'm really excited. It's already sounding really good. Um, I still have to record another song, maybe two more songs, to fill the hurt with more hurt, you know. Um, but... <laughs> Um, the ideas behind gotta get it. out there and have some experiences. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta hurt. Fuel the fire. Fuel the fire. Forest fire. Um, burn everything. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, I think I, I I don't know what the what the fifth song is yet. I am torn between two. Um, I know one song that I'm I'm gonna record next is called um, I don't know what the title track. It might be called Pretty Girl or You Should Smile More. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, which is wait to that huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm really excited for those of you who like sad songs this is the record for you i mean there's a song for every occasion the heart's all about love the hurt's all about everything that makes <laughs> you depressed and want to crawl inside of a hole and die and then the healing will get there we're not there yet but um <laughs> yeah so I, i'm really excited about it i think that like each time I write and each time I record with these guys, it's, it's always, we try something new. And I think, um, I'm really, I'm just, I'm really excited about this record. The heart was full of love. And I think this one, I think people are going to ball their eyes out, which I'm really excited (laughs) about. So right on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's, uh, let's jump into a tune off of the heart. All right. Um, this is one of my favorite tracks, which is Valentine too soon. This one, this one oh. definitely hit for me. So, oh. this is uh, this is another jam from Haley Lynn. Oh, I can't get the smile off my face. My melancholy grin in the grace of your face. Sweet lover, you built by design. Your silver show will never grow old in my mind. Never too soon. Never too soon. Never too soon But I'm plagued by the thoughts left behind And my bones crave the road you reside Well, from Brooklyn you're bound And I'm the ports out of town If only our mountains are men Overseas, I do enjoy your company, but I'm too attached. Oh, you pardon me. It was too soon. It was too soon. It was too soon.
said to me And you barely spent more than a week next to me These mountains are cursed Oh God, it's the worst When our birds were clear by the wings Too soon It was 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 too soon So the line on that song like that uh that has stuck with me every time I hear it is is the uh I'm plagued by the thoughts left behind. Oh. That's a, that's a heavy one. That's a heavy one. <laughs> that's a heavy one for uh, the yeah. heart which is full of love. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh gosh. So um oh god, that song. Oh wow. Okay. So originally that song was called Valentine. Um <laughs> I don't know if the person who I wrote it about is listening. I haven't told them it's about them. <laughs> uh, but okay, let's have a story time. Might as well talk about it. Yeah. So, um, I went to New York uh, a couple of years ago. I had a crush on somebody. We'll call them. Before you got to New York, you had this crush? Well, I met them in Portland. Okay. And uh, it was it was awesome. It was like fireworks, and we only hung out I think three times in total. But um, then we just we kept being pen pals to each other. And oh, young feelings! Oh, silly young feelings! Uh, they make you do crazy things. Uh, and I flew to New York twice uh, to see them, uh, which is expensive. <laughs> uh, it's expensive for my heart and for my bank account. <laughs> um, but I don't regret it. I, I like. I have a. I have so many good memories from those experiences. Um, and I think, uh, you know, from from that experience, I I really, you know, I, I matured a lot. I think I learned that letting go of someone doesn't mean forever. It just meant like, you know, those feelings were real. Those were valid and. Whether or not they thought they were valid, uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm painting them in a negative picture. No, they, they were really sweet. Um, but you know, it's. I think this was one of the more sadder love songs on on the heart. Was you know, I'm plagued by the thoughts left behind. Um, I'm plagued by the memories that I had with this person in the past. I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, honestly, I. When I look back at this song, I think about just how courageous I I, I, w I don't use courageous very often for myself because I'm I'm pretty shy, uh, but I I look back and I think like wow I flew to uh, the other side of the country for for I'm I'm gonna call it love I mean <laughs> took a chance put yeah, yourself out I there took a chance and that's kind of that's kind of the thing about that song is like you could you could really fall for someone or, um, you know, really follow your heart and make big leaps for them. And you're always going to have that memory of them, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, I wouldn't say the thoughts plague me anymore. Um, I think I have a lot of wonderful new memories now in my life and, and wonderful friends and family and, and everything in my life right now that I, I love where I am at kind of <laughs> give or take a few things but um you know i'm very grateful for the memories i have 
And I think that that song kind of sh- really tells the story of that experience. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Um, who played the strings on that? Oh, oh this lovely, lovely lady named Amy Hawkinson. And Amy she Hawkinson fucking crushed it. <laughs> no, she is one of my favorite people in the world. She uh, is honestly one of the best musicians I've met in Portland, um, aside from... Alex Milstead because Alex Milstead plays everything. <laughs> and, um, That's what I've heard. I've, I, I don't know Alex, but I, his he, name is is brought up often. He he's a, a part of legend. Um, <laughs> if you cross the four or five, you will find a total, and you will find Alex Milstead and Amy Hawkinson hidden in there. Did Amy play uh, on uh, "You Are My Love" as well? No, she okay. strings that on was that? that was a different okay. that was a different musician. Um, that was Pansy Chang, who okay. is part of the Oregon Symphony, and she was really she was beautiful to work with. Um, but no, that wasn't Amy. Okay. Um, Amy played all the strings on the heart. She played cello. She played banjo. She played violin. Uh, if there's another instrument I'm forgetting, she plays that too. Um, she is one of my favorite people to listen to, one of my favorite people to work with. I will choose her every time. Um, she is incredibly professional. And she's one of my best friends. Uh, and she has her own band that is amazing. I'm horrible at pronouncing the name because it's it's a Scandinavian um, title. Um, it means um, creep or no, I'm, she's going to hate me. I'm, I'm messing up the name, but <laughs> it's the band. Don't is hate her, Amy. She's Please, I'm she's trying to show you love here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, they played for the, the Portland Folk Festival, um, the one that Fox and Bones oh, uh, yeah, put up. For and, sure. Um, they were I, I I just I love that band. So for for anybody I know who you're talking about. Okay, I saw cool. them play. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. played the first set of of Folk Fest. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love saw it. I saw this set. They're amazing. Like they um if you like if you like folk music, like bluegrass, well yeah. Scandinavian folk music in particular, then they're they're the band to listen to. I really love working working with them. I haven't worked with them. <laughs> I love listening to them. <laughs> um but yeah, she She's been there since the beginning for me. Um, when I when I first had like a trio uh, way back when, um, Haley Lynn and Friends, <laughs> as you would call your trio, um, she she played violin, um, but she specializes in this wonderful, beautiful instrument called the nickel harp. Nickel harp. I saw her play that. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, does it kind of blow your mind that that someone of that caliber is you know? playing on your records or, or just down f- to play music with you or i feel very honored um any chance i get to play with amy i will um i think she's 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 a superstar she she's been on stage with um Pliny, um with all s- intervals she she's amazing and she deserves all the success that she's going that she has and, and will continue to have um and i think she has such a love for music that you can just hear it you know I can't stop raving about her. Like she's <laughs> she's one of my favorite people. Um, and yeah, like to have her play on my record was like the best thing ever. And I plan on having her on my next two records too. And any future ones to come up in the future too. Yeah. I'm also very impressed by the dynamic of your songwriting. Like oh, between thanks. the, uh, like the Hypnotize EP, oh. which is kind of like this bluesy pop record. Yeah. <laughs> And then in contrast to the heart, it just seems like you're you're capable of writing 
a lot of different styles of tunes. I love, I think songwriting is my favorite thing to do in music. Like, and I think with my own sound, it's been kind of hard to really pigeonhole myself into one thing because I love all sorts of music. Like I like soul, I like death metal, I like EDM. Yeah, is that, so is that kind of just a reflection of your music library? Like I, I kind of having those different... Um, it's, like it's, showing those different types of songs that you're able to write. It's kind of like, I think that kind of ties in with my theater aspect where like, you're like a, you have to be a chameleon as an actor. And I think when I go through different experiences in my life or when I have all these stories I want to tell, like I wear like a different mask and I think that kind of, it kind of turned into the way I record music too. Um, I say that for my live sound right now, it is very much like Americana um, because uh, guitar and piano are the only instruments I know how to play. Um, But when it comes to the writing aspect side of things, um, I think one other producer who really kind of showed me I had free reign to to be a writer like that was working with Kyle Devine. Uh, Have you heard of his work? I have heard of Kyle. Yeah. I'm not familiar um, with what he does. He is a, he's a really, he's a, a multi-talented producer. He's he's done mostly rap music, but he also, especially like working with different artists, he really kind of chameleonizes himself to that specific artist. And I think when I worked with him, he saw all these folk and and uh, blue eyes sold uh, aspects in my own voice and in my writing that we explore that with um, a licensing album for First Com. Uh, called Bring on the Flames, um, which you can hear on Spotify uh, and SoundCloud, and that's the only places you can hear it because it, it's purely for licensing. But um, I think, yeah, having projects like this really lets me let loose as a writer because I think my biggest strength is writing. Um, and I, the one thing I really want to do this year is write with other artists, um, like whether it be hip-hop, rap, soul um edm pop music i just love the writing side of things and i wish that i i i think the one thing i'm trying to start portraying is that i am more of a writer as opposed to i just do pop music i just do folk yeah. music i just do country i do soul a little bit but so you're down to just get in a room and, yeah. and grind some stuff out and just yeah. kind of explore a bunch of different genres and, yeah. and what you can do it's terrible for branding. It's, oh, it's terrible for branding. Yeah, but well, fuck branding, though. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's rad that you're open to all that, and yeah. I think it also, hopefully, will offer you more opportunities. Yeah. Because you are open to that. Yeah. And I know you mentioned in the beginning of the conversation just kind of having a focus for writing for mm-hmm. things like film. Yeah. Is that a completely different mindset for you when you're doing something like that? Well, I've had projects where they hire me and they have a specific thing in mind. Like a couple years ago for um, for a film festival, they hired me and my trio at the time to write a, a kind of a... Um, who's who's George Clooney's mom? Is it Susie Clooney? Ro- Rosemary Clooney. It's like, so, sure. yeah. Um, they wanted me to, to Mrs. write... Mrs. Clooney. Mrs. Clooney. <laughs> uh, they wanted me to write a song similar to Rosemary Clooney's song, uh, uh, Come On to My House, My House of Come On, um, 
which I, I did and it, it worked out great. Um, so I guess like, I mean, I, I don't really do too much film. Um, I think that when I have been hired on for film projects that it's been really fun and my theater side does come out in my writing for specifically for that project. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say if, 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 if people want to hire me for film, that's something I, I definitely can do and I have done before. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned you have like this musical yeah. in the works <laughs> and you have this, this trilogy that you're, you're working to complete. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, do you kind of just see things big picture when you when you get into a project? I I I I kind of do. I like I always see a big picture then I zoom in on the specific little details of the 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 main objectives or the main messages I'm trying to tell in every little detail. I love details um kind of obsessively too much sometimes. Um but yeah, for I for for this trilogy in particular, um I think the one thing that I'm really trying to focus on is the honesty in everything. Um, one thing that I have a hard time with is honesty uh, as a person um, because, well, I, I, it's, everybody says that honesty is a, is a thing that you practice. Um, it's, you know, it's to be completely honest on stage, like, well, if you were going to be an actor, you're basically, you're, you're lying on stage. It, yeah. It's like a big fake lie. It's, right. <laughs> but you're portraying an honest message. Um, and I think the one thing that I've been faced with, especially writing this record trilogy is being completely honest, um, in the things that I'm trying to say, um, which can hurt. It can be loving and it can heal. Um, but that it's it's a big obstacle for me. Um, it's it's definitely something to practice re- like on a regular basis. Um, but I I think I'm I'm learning I, either the good way or the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, honesty is tough. It's yeah. not not super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but one also like another thing that I dig as far as like your live show, it seems that you're solid about. You know, having these little uh, explanations for songs and whatnot. Oh, you yeah. know, like I think that like kind of embodies the the singer songwriter yeah. thing, which I really dig, and I think it gives people more of an attachment or a reason mm-hmm. to attach to maybe a song yeah. if if you provide a little background information for oh, it. Oh yeah, you know, it just gives someone else another opportunity to kind of latch on, mm-hmm. even if maybe they wouldn't have necessarily been a hundred percent all in on this song yeah now that they know something about it maybe that that puts them over the edge and yeah and all in on it i think that's the one thing i want to start incorporating into my live performances is a little bit of backstory behind things um sometimes i add too much backstory and then i just make people feel uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> um but i just to give them a little bit of taste i think is what i'm i, I want to start doing especially for my live shows because you know i'm i don't think i'm ever going to give up being a singer songwriter i think i I like to give a little bit of storytelling as well as sing the song which has its own story inside of it um and uh yeah i i think that 
adding context is something that you write because sometimes I can write very confusing lyrics that no one gets, but um, adding that extra context is, is it helps guide the listener to understand it a little bit better. Yeah. Do you you enjoy sharing like meanings behind songs, or, or are you more depending on the song? Yeah. Uh, if the song's like really, really a vulnerable song then i'm like okay and i wrote this about like so i for example i uh, one of the songs on my ne- next record is called hole in the middle and i i it's about depression and um the emptiness i i sometimes feel well not sometimes i feel it all the time it's depression yeah um but i <laughs> Uh, it's hard to talk about that at the beginning of the song. So I'm like, oh, the song's about a donut because <laughs> it's called Hole in the Middle. Yeah. So if you add a little bit of com- comedy to something that is a little bit trickier for you to sing about, then it kind of lightens the mood a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. You find that, like, I would assume that you find songwriting and, and just art in general is like this incredible therapeutic thing um, then? I in in yeah in in a lot of ways yes um I I have a lot of songs I've written about um the things I've gone through um I but I think the one thing I, I'm trying to work on better is is writing songs with purposes like there's this one song I haven't finished it yet but it's it's about my cousin um it's about her and her family her husband was detained by ICE um and it's a it's, I wrote her a love song i'm not finished with it yet but having a purpose behind a song um that is very vulnerable um that can show empathy behind something that's really scary is is something i'm currently working on as an example um so just always constantly trying to find a purpose behind every song that i write um, what's the message I'm trying to say? What, who am I talking to? Who am I singing to? Um, and I, I think that's been a big influence on why my songs, in my personal opinion, have gotten a little bit more, more raw and more honest. And so the, people can relate to them more, I feel, than some of my older work, even though my older work might be a little happier and catchier. Um, I mean, that was you at that time, too, right? Yeah, that too, was right? at that time, I mean, too. Yeah gotta have room to evolve yeah i think that authenticity does tend to be undeniable yeah so you know the rawness is gonna connect with people yeah um do you uh I had, I had something brilliant to. Do I like pie? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you I love like pie? Pie, pie over pie cake? Is great. Um, um, I like pie as well, <laughs> much more than I like cake. <laughs> no, cake can suck it. <laughs> um, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. See, you you did it. You said pie, and now now it's back. Um, okay. <laughs> do you? Are you usually always writing from? your perspective or do you like to kind of write from the perspective of of maybe a different character or somebody else i i definitely like i i don't always write from my perspective i think that it's valuable it's a valuable asset to write from another perspective that is not your own um for example writing the song for my cousin has been trickier um because i'm writing from her perspective and um that's that's been its own um 
it the song will come out i i have a very specific idea for that song and i am going to release it um it's probably going to be a single because i i think that it should be a song that people should listen to everywhere um especially the story behind it which i think is very beautiful but also heartbreaking um but also i've written i've written songs from from characters perspectives like there are a couple of songs on uh, bring on the flames that i worked on with kyle divine were up but i would never sing a song like this so like i made this character of like Oh, God. There's a song called You Better Be Watching. And uh, I, I'm thinking of this vindictive, like, ex-lover. And she's, like, seeing this this little hussy, like, trying to get with her ex-lover. And then she's like, I'm going to hunt you down and bury you in the ground and, and <laughs> dance on your grave. I, those aren't the lyrics. But, like, uh, writing from that perspective, I actually, like kind of had a little manic 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 panic panic attack when um when me and Kyle were recording that because like like Kyle this isn't me like I'm not I'm not this vindictive of a person and he's like this isn't for you this is for licensing so just get over yourself (laughs) (laughs) um so I'm like oh thanks Kyle okay yeah it's a character yeah so Um, you you gotta sometimes like maintain a different mentality when you're writing for things like that like yeah. the licensing yeah stuff yeah like uh especially i i found out with a project like that that you know it's okay to not write from your own perspective like it is your voice i mean it's me singing it's not somebody else singing but and those are my lyrics but like it's it's not me um and i think you know it's 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 kind of cool to think of it as a character um and it gives you a lot more freedom as a writer as well. Yeah, I would think so. Um, is that also something that kind of comes natural for you just because of like the acting and, and theater background? Oh, oh. Did you just get kombucha in your I eye? I got kombucha in my eye. Oh, oh, man, this is a first, Haley. Oh, that really stinks. 150 episodes deep and no one's ever got kombucha <laughs> in their eye. Fuck, that really hurt. <laughs> oh. All right, you're recovered from <laughs> from recovered. taking the booch. Yeah, taking the booch. I oh god. I mean, you're, this is a highlight reel to, oh, for me. Yeah. I mean, this is probably going on the best of uh, 2019 episode. Is, <laughs> is Haley cool. Lynn getting kombucha in her eye? Um, no, but I was asking before before the incident, before the, before the injury, <laughs> um, before the booch. All if right. your if your theater background yeah. seems to to play in or to being able to write from a character's perspective or something that you're like comfortable in doing? Yeah, I th- I definitely think that it heavily influenced a lot of my songs. Um cuz like one of the main things we're we're well when you're taught in theater school is what's your objective? What's your character's objective? Like what when we say objective, we say like what was the character trying to achieve in the scene? Like what do they want? What is their overall objective? What do they want in this play? Um so when I think about a character's objective in a song, if it's not my own, I think of okay, what what is what are the de- desires? What do, what do they want? What do they need? Uh, what are the little details about it that they're obsessed with? Um, depending on the song, <laughs> if it's a nice little song, it's just like oh, mer, 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 I like pie. <laughs> um, but if it's something a little bit darker than that, like then like what what is influences character to make these assumptions, make these conclusions? Um, there's like i mean there's like the the iconic like 
big book of songs where it's like, okay, you can write a song about a place, write a song about a person, write a song about a situation, write a song about you name it. Like there's, there's like the classic book of things. And I think for me, I always come from it from a very natural storytelling perspective. Um, you want to say where you are or like what you're doing. Um, and who you're talking to. I think specifically, one of my favorite things about like the Beatles was they, they were like the first big band to use the word, like to use like first person, second person, like specifically at the time, like they, and that's why all the girls like, like drop their panties for them, you know, like they, it was like, oh, you're thinking about me. Oh, it's about me seven days a week. Uh, so it's eight days. Yeah. Oh, I think eight there's days. Eight. No. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah. Eight days a week. Uh, I'm just thinking about the regular week. Um, but yeah, so, already fucked up. All right. Okay. Um, the but, Beatles are gonna be very upset. John I, Lennon is. Uh, I, I I definitely I'm a I'm a big John Lennon fan. Yeah. Um, like he he's one of my biggest influences. I loved his songs when I listened to the Beatles. Like, um, my other friend loves Paul McCartney better because of like the the melody and the structure and everything. But I'm I'm a big he he was like he was kind of the uh, like the the wild card of the group. Like he just wrote about walruses. Like that yeah. was uh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, he. Yeah, he definitely you took know, a lot paved of liberty, his own path. Yeah, it seemed you know. Uh, yeah, um, and I think when I was like listening to him growing up, like I was a my my uncle's a big Beatles fan. My uncle was the first one that got me my first guitar. He like showed me all the Beatles and everything. Uh, the first VHS I owned was. Um, Yellow Submarine, and I watched that religiously. Like that's my favorite film. I know that I get it. The voice actors are not actually the Beatles. We all know that. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Spoiler Wait, they are? alert. Are they? <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I was kind of even though my family wasn't very uh, like it, my 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 dad wasn't a professor my mom wasn't like this painter or anything um they they we listened to so much music growing up we listened to stevie nicks we listened to the beatles we listened to rumors non-stop yeah um, my sister rihanna um she's named after rihanna oh that's killer yeah she was named after that i'm song. about it um <laughs> i was named after a horse um <laughs> <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, but <laughs> going back to songs, yeah, like I think I, I definitely think that my theater background has heavily influenced the way I write songs. Um, I think with my current songs, I I always I, I'm at a place where I'm writing a mix of songs from my own perspective from other people's perspectives and from characters' perspectives. So I'm, I'm kind of just dabbling with everything right now, um, which I think is really cool. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I mean, <laughs> there's only so much fun you can have about writing sad songs, but... Yeah, I mean, um, is that something that you're kind of learning too? Is that sometimes it's not fun? Like some of Oh, writing's uh, always fun. Yeah, <laughs> but like as far as, uh, I don't know, just laying out certain words and, and putting together thoughts or yeah, like, I, that can be for, for me, intense. It can be very intense, but I think it's also 
again, as you were talking about, it's very therapeutic too. I think like that's one of <laughs> my dad always jokes like some of the best songs you write is because when you're just miserably sad. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, thanks, absolutely. Dad. <laughs> Glad you're rooting for your daughter over here. Yeah, I, th um, <laughs> I think some people even get like uh, scared that they're not going to have any songs turmoil left. in their life to to like <laughs> yeah. to drive the the songwriting. Yeah, I I mean I th I think I'm also I find that when I the, the roadblocks that I come across in my life whenever I can't write a song it's when um I feel like I'm trapped in my life uh, like physically trapped like and I that's not a feeling I feel too often but um it's for me it's like when when you're when you're st you're stuck and you can't find a job like that's like I could write a song about not finding a job but I'd I still like if there's something in my life that makes me feel stuck then I just and I can't write about it. Like if I feel like I, I like what I have to say doesn't matter. Um, and sometimes I face that kind of roadblock. Sorry, this is getting a little, little deep. No, I love it. Um, I'm about it. Uh, then I feel like I have a roadblock and then I can't finish a song. Um, but then I move on to another song. Um, so I think even though I come across those roadblocks sometimes, I think that I've, I've written songs enough that I can power through it. I mean, the one thing I always kind of exercise is you got to just write something like you can have like a placeholder line of a song and you just you just need to write something like it doesn't have to be now. It doesn't have to be later. But if you have something now, then you can fix it later. Um, I always kind of come back to old songs. I'm like, OK, this this part's good. Like I I have this old song I wrote when I was in Canada um, called Where I Was Raised. And I don't really like the song anymore, but I like the line that I wrote um, but your honey, <laughs> but your honey, uh, but honey filled the creases of your lips uh, and, and your skin um, feels like butter on my fingertips. Like, I don't know why I really like that line. It's like, oh, but honey filled the creases of my lips and your skin was butter to my fingertips. I just like, I like that. I don't like the rest of the song, but I just like that line. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of revisiting old, old songs. Um, so are you like trying to maybe find a place for that? Yeah, in a I think new I might. Song? I think I might write a new song and then put that line in because I really like that line. Um, so you never you never stop writing. Writing's not really a, a a finished process until you mix and master everything. So, um, well, okay, producers like Alex and Chance would probably not be cool if I like rewrote a whole song like <laughs> and they did all this work. But, right. Um, <clears throat> but. I'd say that the writing process for me is all, is a continuous one that never really ends. I don't know. I didn't don't think I answered your question. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd say that. Well, backtracking a little bit, we talked about um, how songs can be. You know, if it's if you don't have turmoil in your life, then you can't write a song. I say, if you stop writing, then you don't write a song. Yeah. Um, like if you if you if you can't think of anything to write, then then you're stuck. You just have to write something, and it doesn't have to be permanent. Like it's not a tattoo, but if you have a placeholder, like you just have to do it. It's again, just do it. Like um, like the Shia LaBeouf video, just do it. Yeah. Do it. Do you like to kind of force yourself to write? Yeah, I do. I think it's a good exercise. Um, 
I did this a couple years ago. I did this challenge where I wrote one song a day for 30 days and I recorded it. It's not on YouTube anymore. I mean, I, I hit it. If people want it up, they can go back up again. But it's very like young, naive Haley who write, wrote shitty songs because she did it every day for 30 days. But, right. Um, if you, for those of you who are a writer out there, if you want to get better at it, you just have to constantly do it. And you can't, the worst thing that you could do is, is just leave the pen on the paper and not do anything. Um, so it's, it's the, yeah, that's, that's my writing mantra for the day. (laughs) Just do it. Just pick up the pen and do it. What have you learned the most from, uh, from teaching from teaching uh patience um i think with with teaching i i I didn't realize how much i love teaching until i started doing it um i think patience um and just continuously reminding your students like the only way that you get better is if you take the time it doesn't have to be a lot of time it could just be 20 minutes a day 20 minutes adds up if you do it every single day. Um, but I've learned patience. I've learned um, just how much I love music by teaching it. Um, I mean, I love I love music by doing it too, but if you could teach a kid a song or a teenager a song or a young adult a song um, and they get really excited about like, uh, like teaching a Billie Eilish song to a student. Like I, I've been teaching one of my favorite students uh, a Billie Eilish song, and like every time they play it, I'm like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, but I think, and also, um, yeah, it, it it just is. It's a constant reminder for me as well as someone who 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 writes for myself and and for others. Um, you know, like love is a music is a practice love you know you you put the time that you get out of it and the the joy that you get out of it is the work that you put into it you know i'd say that goes for every relationship too you know like you're not gonna have a great song if you half-ass it and don't show up to rehearsals or um you know, don't put in the time and work into it. You're going to get a shitty song. And same thing about a relationship. If you're not there, if you don't get through like the messy stuff, you know, you're going to have a shitty relationship. Yeah, for Um, sure. uh, So I'd say, again, it, it only teaching kind of just reiterates how much I, I love music. Like fuels your own fire. Yeah. It fuels my own fire to write and, kind of have that create. drive and create yeah. and whatnot yeah i think i'm i'm definitely a creator and i think any way that i can teach that to anybody else too is a lucky job to have you know i feel very very blessed right now right on yeah well i appreciate uh you know hanging getting out. to know you and, oh, and uh, nice hearing about hearing about your music and, hey. and your art and um all of all of the creativeness. Oh, thanks, man. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate your tunes, and and uh, I'm especially excited to <laughs> to hear this hurt record. Oh, and yeah. Kind of tap more Everybody into. Everybody wants a little hurt. Tap more into <laughs> silly to the rawness, and uh, yeah. um, we're gonna we're gonna play it out with uh, this light in your load jam. Oh yeah. Do you do you want to uh, shed any light on? Uh, on the where, low. where this uh, where this tune comes from? Uh, I wrote this for my dad. Um, I wrote this for him when 
he he was going through a really hard time um and i i wanted to let him know that anything that he needed help with um that i would be there for him um ah ah sorry allergies <coughs> spring <coughs> um <laughs> So, but I also kind of wrote it from a, pr one thing I, I try to do in my songs is write it from a very open perspective so anybody can listen to it. It could be for anybody. So if like, if anyone listens to this, um, think about someone in your life that you want to be there for. Um, that's all I have to say about that song. Right on. You, do you find yourself as far as when you're, when you're writing songs like that, it's just like another way for you to tap into, uh, to empathy and yeah. You know. I think that's that's one thing I always try to find in every song is the heart in every song. Like, what, who are you talking to, and how do they feel in your heart to you? Beautiful. Yeah. Right on. Well, thanks. Well, thanks so much for hanging. Thanks for having me. Uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is "It's a program." So it's if a we program. Yep. You 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 did it. I mean, <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> that's it I cool mean, <laughs> it's it, a program it's a program, it's, program. it is a program this is the 150th 150th you're gonna be episode 150 oh Haley. that's so, so cool so thank you for joining me for this uh milestone episode oh thanks man thanks for having me yeah absolutely it's i'm such super a pleasure. super pumped to see you play some more music thanks, and man. uh i will put all the links uh, where people can find you in the episode notes so it's uh, easy for them to find you and keep up with what you're doing. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to hear the more music from you. Thanks, man. And uh, that's it, everybody. That's right. the That is the Jelly Jams. We're playing it out <laughs> with uh, Lighten Your Load. It's off the, the Heart EP, and you can find all of this music on all the streaming services. So go out and support Haley if you're, uh, you know, if you're not in Portland. Maybe she's coming to a town near you. If you're <laughs> up in Canada. I'll be coming you know? there March 1st, March 2nd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> All right, everybody, this is uh, Lightning Load, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland.
It's a program.